Welcome to the week with Japan Forward. I am Ariel Buzetto, a journalist at Japan Forward. With this podcast, we bring to busy people this week's news from Japan in less than 10 minutes. Have a listen. The breadbasket of Europe. This is how Ukraine has been described in history, and it has been known. As a country exporting grain to all over the world. Yet, as the war in Ukraine rages on, Russia has imposed a blockade of Ukrainian grain from Black Sea ports. An estimated 20 million tons of grain are stuck in Ukraine, and the World Food Program has warned that, quote, right now, Ukraine's grain silos are full. At the same time, 44 million people around the world are marching towards starvation. Sanke Shimbun on June 9th. Reported that Japan and G7 members are considering establishing an alternative export route through Romania, according to Japanese government sources. What can be done to change Russia's stance? As a G7 meeting in Germany is scheduled for the end of June, food security is said to be a major theme of discussion. If you want to know the inside story, read Tackling World Hunger G7 Explores New Routes for Exporting Ukrainian Grain. On the Japan Forward website. In the first half of 2022, the Bank of Japan is beginning a second phase of demonstration to experiment on central bank digital currency, or CBDC. Issues being looked at are limits on holding amounts and how settlements work under power supply disruption. But first, what is digital currency? It differs from paying electronically, as these payments can only be done to member stores. The stores then receive a payment from a settlement company. CBDC, instead, is a monetary value issued by the central bank. It can be deposited in smartphones and used to pay anywhere, just like cash. China has been leading in large scale demonstration experiments in 2020, and the European Central Bank has aired the possibility of issuing digital euros by 2026. Will Japan be the next in shaping the debate? If you want to know more, read the article A Look at Japan and the Question of the Digital Yen on Japan Forward website. It is estimated that a billion people around the world watch parts of Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee celebration on television and online. For the Platinum Jubilee, the palace is displaying for the first time ever many treasures, and they include a collection of objects from Japan, revealing fascinating links between Japan and the UK. There is a luxurious lacquer box donated as the first post war diplomatic gift between two nations. There are records of a visit to Japan by Queen Victoria's son, who was left bewildered by everything being so new and quaint. Curator of Japan, Courts and Culture, Rachel Peet, told veteran reporter Duncan Bartlett We are delighted to give visitors a rare chance to see these stunning works from Japan. Which have been marveled at, displayed, and cherished by members of the British royal family for centuries. If you want to know more, read the article by Royal Command, The Queen's Japanese Treasures, on our website. On June 10th, Japan opened for the first time in two years entry to international tourists. A couple of days earlier, the government released the guidelines for tour companies. They include guidance on mask wearing and a requirement to buy medical insurance in case of contracting COVID 19. Tourism is only limited to guided tours currently, 
and as part of a trickle of people allowed to enter the country. People on the ground have expressed both anticipation and reservation for rules going forward. Masaharo Matsuoka works in the business promotion section of Kinki Nippon Tourist. He told Sanke Shimbun, We have been waiting for more than two years and with so much anticipation for this moment, it feels like it has finally arrived. To find out more, read Masks and Health Insurance New Guidelines for Tourists as Japan Opens its Doors on the Japan Forward website. In Shimane Prefecture, Omori Town is having a baby boom. With a population of about 400 people, between 2011 and 2021, over 30 families have moved here from other cities. In that period, 43 babies have been born. Behind the town's success in welcoming young parents is a community coming together to support the raising of children. Two leading companies have set up shop in the town and purchased vacant homes as residences for their employees. There are Quote, mountain squirrel classes for infants and toddlers, and cooking classes for mothers. Tomi Matsuba is one of the people behind this movement. Her family moved to Omori 41 years ago and set up to revamp the town. She told Sanke Shimbun, quote, The future is something you create. People will put down their roots in a town where they feel there is hope. If you want to know the details, read Baby Boom Why is a Small Rural Town Attracting Young People on the Japan Forward website. Overpowering Victory. These are the words that come to mind when describing the match of Naoya Monster Inoue against Nonito Donaire on June 7th. That day, in just four minutes and 24 seconds, and a total of just two rounds, Inoue achieved a technical knockout against his Filipino rival. Sports veteran Ed Odvin has followed Inoue's success in the past and was present at the match in Saitama Super Arena on Tuesday. Ed writes, quote, Overpowering combinations of punches inflicted more pain on Donaire as he sought to counterattack. But Inoue was faster and in control and dictated the tempo of the title fight Before a lively crowd. From Monster's pugilistic repertoire, hooks, jabs, and straight punches made an imprint on body and cranium. Inoue's victory seems a cherry on the cake of a stellar career. And in fact, in an online story, Ed notes that The Ring magazine polled 20 individuals asking them to predict the outcome of the fight. It was unanimous. All 20 selected Inoue. If you want to find out more on the match, read the article Boxing Monster Inoue Lives Up to Expectations Overpowers Nonito Donaire in Rematch. Find more columns by Ed by searching Odds and Evens on the Japan Food website and on the specialized website Sportslook. World will soon see the first ever sake made from trees. Ethical Spirits is a venture company based in Tokyo and is building a distillery in the neighboring prefecture of Chiba. The manufacturing process is in collaboration with a research institute in Scuba, and the first samples are set to hit the market by the end of 2022. The company is contemplating four trees in the distilling process cedar, cherry, mizunara, and kuromoji. 
Each has its own distinctive flavor and smell characteristics. As a plus, Ethical Spirits expects that using wood as a raw material will bring discussion on the effective use of wood and SDGs. To find out more, read The World's First Tree Sake Will Soon Go On Sale on the Japan Forward website. Thank you guys for listening. You can get in touch on Twitter with me at Ariel Buzetto. That's all for this week. Catch you next time. 次は目黒に泊まります。